SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. From Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Closing in his pass. The shot was blocked. It came right to Stamkos, and he scores! 45 seconds in, Stamkos gives the Lightning a 1 0 lead. Pajot, he couldn't leave the zone. Here's Yanni Gord all alone, and deflects it off Andy Green. Here's another opportunity. It's Kalorn delayed, and he was. Harassed from behind, it came back out. It drops into the net. Came to Kucherov, Hedman, Stamkos scores! Second tonight for Stamkos. This one on the power play. On the good clear, it was a retrieval there. Sorry, man. Real good retrieval by Tampa. They score! Hedman shot the flex pass Sorokin. It is 6-0 Lightning. 20 saves from Vasilevsky and 8 goals from the offense. The Lightning win game 5 and they are one win away from a return trip to the Stanley Cup Final. <laughs> Thunderstruck indeed. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slabshot. The nifty fingers of our producer, Chris Bavona, giving you the cuts from the many cuts from the Lightning Islanders game. We're going to dive into that a little later on. Steve Karp from Simbin.Vegas, a big Islanders guy. Uh, he's going to check in with us in the next segment. And we'll look forward to the hockey game tonight here at T-Mobile Arena. Dissect that a little bit. But I got to tell you, Stevie, after an incredible weekend where you're on the edge of your seat and you're watching all the great sports. And I told you yesterday it was this weird, odd letdown day. Like, hey, what's going on? There's no NBA. All right, we got the hockey game tonight. Wasn't a letdown day for Tampa. Well, the bottom line is I quickly got to the U.S. Olympic team trials in Hell's Kitchen last night because that game was a disaster. Man, the Islanders, they didn't even – look like a shell of themselves stylistically. You give up a goal 45 seconds in. They must have gave up 10 two-on-ones, three-on-twos, odd man rushes in the first period. I mean, that game was just an unmitigated disaster. I don't know that you say, well, better than losing triple overtime 2-1. I don't know about that one. That was a good old-fashioned beatdown. Am I ready and willing to write them off? No, because of Barry Trotz. That crowd, you know, first things first, you find a way tomorrow. By the way, on Vegas Hockey Hotline, KSHP.com, at uh, 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 Pacific, Dave Gosher, the Golden Knights play-by-play man, who is actually calling the Islanders Lightning Series for Sirius XM NHL Network, will be our guest on Vegas Hockey Hotline. So we'll take the deep dive, get a good breakdown of both series. 
with Dave Gosher a little later on, but my goodness. I mean, it happened, Steve. It happened to Vegas. Vegas lost 7-1 to Colorado in game one. We know what happened there. You kind of draw a line through it, but yeah, not a good look for the Islanders. No, not at all. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. You know, I know that Trotz got on the guys, you know, in the intermissions. I'm surprised he couldn't get them back at all. It's just not a, not a good night for them. Not a good night for me. I had the under. Did some some nights, though, you just say, hey, it ain't our night. It, it wasn't their night. But, totally I mean, but then the crazy thing, Varlamov gets the hook, Sorokin comes in and gets hurt, and Varlamov's got to go back right, in there. Right. The big thing will be, let's see what player safety does. Anything on Barzal, right. who got kicked out of the game. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything on Sorokin or Barzal. Um, I, I, I don't... I'm, I think that I think it's. I, I think he. My guess is he'll get one game. That'll be my guess. I mean, he he, he put it right in the guy's teeth. But by, by the way, uh, who, who I'm, I'm blanking on who he hit now. Uh, who, who had been who had been injured before Ruda? Uh, who had been injured before? It wouldn't surprise me if Ruda's out uh, for the next game. He he took a pretty good shot to the chops there. I've got a funny feeling. He just gets the big fine. Big fine, okay. You know, I mean, you're you're basically staring down Game Six of the semis. The guy doesn't have a rap sheet. He doesn't have a rap sheet, and that may work in his favor here. I get that. I, I, I have no guarantees. No, I know. I I I don't like considering what game it is and how it affects his team. He he did the crime. You know, Sammy Davis. On Friday nights on ABC TV, <laughs> don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Well, we'll see how it all pans out. Then we got the game tonight, and I was on the Golden Knights Zoom media deal this morning. The, the beauty of it was no one even bothered to ask him about Leonard because he wasn't going to tell you. But I, we have, a, I guess, a friendly disagreement. And you know what? Craig Button up in Canada he thinks they come back with Flurry. I'm pretty convinced it would be Leonard again based on the way he played, and Montreal's got a little something to think about. But a little drum roll to find out who the goalie will be tonight. All right, so this may or may not mean anything. First of all, Logan Thompson goes off first to practice. All right, just, you know. To, oh, they're playing they're, Yeah, yeah, they're playing games. But then Flurry uh, and Leonard, Flurry went off first, and Leonard stayed with the extras. So there's that. Well, there's that. <laughs> Drum roll. Juggling grenades with the pins out. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Hey, Steve Carp from Simbin.Vegas is going to join us. Coming back to Vegas in a moment here on Sirius 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Winding down, and that will do it for period number two. Oh, Barzell with a big cross check right to the face of Jan Ruda. Right in front of me. 
He caught him right in the face. Oh, things are... You can sense the frustration on the Islander bench. I don't know if it was his best shot, but he hit him with a shot. That's for damn sure. Um, we'll see what happens with Barzal. I think he gets a $5,000 fine. We'll see how it all shakes out. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Glad to be with you here. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 204, Sports Grid Radio Network. Talking about the game tonight. And let's start with the game last night. Our pal Steve Carp, who writes for Sinbin.Vegas and is a big Big-time Islanders supporter, follows the team very closely. My friend, you went to an Islanders bar in Vegas last night where they've actually got their own little uh, Islanders watch parties going on. Dare I ask, what was the mood at that place? Well, let me, full disclosure, it was a watch party of one. I was the only one who showed up. So maybe but you did something I didn't. Well, you had gone previously, right? And there was a bunch of Islanders fans there. Yeah, there were there were about seven or eight the first time I went, and uh, this was my second time going. I mean, <laughs> the name of this bar here in Vegas. Yeah. it's like two minutes from my house. So I said, you know what? It's 116 out. Let me get out of the house for a couple hours, and I lasted all of one period. And <laughs> That, I, by the way, th- I watched Rizzoli and Isles reruns. That first period, Steve, okay, you get a goal 45 seconds in. But literally, the rest of that period, the Islanders must have given up pushing double-digit odd man rushes. Just a complete and utter breakdown of what it is they do and how they do it. I mean, everybody's entitled to a bad night. You draw a line through it, it counts as a loss. But that was a good old-fashioned beatdown, man. Well, the question is, how do they respond? All right, Because if they don't respond tomorrow, their season's over, and Nassau Coliseum goes dark forever for hockey. So it's kind of a lot riding on the outcome of tomorrow. Uh, with, obviously, the Islanders continuing their season, being the, the top priority. But uh, I'm, I'm not feeling too confident after what I saw yesterday. They should have just stayed on the island and not even bothered. Just stay here. Here's the win. I don't know what a hockey forfeit goes for. one nothing, 9 nothing, whatever. But, I mean, that was as big a no-show as I think I've seen in a long time. It makes the Golden Knights 7-1 loss to Colorado in game one in their series, looked like a nail-biter. I mean, really. To, to leave your, you know, and Volomov was not good, by the way. Nobody was good. Not a single guy wearing white was good. In fact, I didn't even know who those guys were. I couldn't recognize them. I thought they had all been kidnapped or replaced by some, you know, junior team from Florida. You know, one of those, like, you know, <laughs> a beer. It was a beer league team, man. All right, look. But here's there the thing. Go. There you go. A beer it, league team. Much better analogy. You know, my friend, the first five minutes, it's cliche. But I think the first five minutes is going to tell the tale tomorrow night. Yeah, I think so. And look, if, 
know, even when Tampa was down 3 nothing in game four, they came back and it took Ryan Pollock to save it from going to overtime. This series conceivably could be over already had Pollock not made that play at the end. So, yeah, I, I think it is kind of important for the Islanders to show up from Jump Street, from the opening face-off. The crowd will obviously be into it. But they've got to produce. They've got to stay out of the box. They, they've got to play just like the Islanders. Otherwise, they're I, done. I was going to ask you, Steve, what factor do you think the colleague plays in game six here? Well, since none of those people can score or make a save, <laughs> I don't know what you know truly they could do, Stevie. I mean, obviously, they're going to be into it. They're going to be amped up. You think the players will feed off the energy of the home crowd, and but more important, you would think the embarrassment they suffered last night at Amelie Arena will motivate them to come out flying and play like the Islanders we've seen throughout the the postseason. The one thing I would say, you got Barry Trotz in your back pocket. I'm not listening. Tampa Bay trying to defend. They look like they've cared from the first minute of the playoffs on a mission to do it again. But you've got trots in your back pocket. The other thing you got going for you, generally speaking, hockey players to me are the most accountable in any sport. And sometimes it, you, there's nothing you can do if the other team's just way better. But when a, when a hockey team gets morbidly embarrassed, more often than not, and especially this group, yeah, I think I think they respond. I I just don't see them rolling over. I would like to think they would give a much better account to themselves, but they will be underdogs playing at home from a betting perspective. Dollar sixty Tampa. Well, there you go. So they shouldn't have to worry about that. You know, let Pizza Board play the. You know, we're underdogs, us against the world, what was being cards. You know, they don't need to do that. They need to just show up and play like the team that they are. Not the team that, that I don't know what team that was last night. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, they could win tomorrow. And game seven, anything goes. They've won in Tampa this series. So it's not like it's completely over and the uh, – Stamkos has to decide whether or not to touch the Prince of Wales trophy. But uh, <laughs> well, there is no yeah. Prince of there is no Prince of Wales trophy this year. There is. Come on. There is. The, the NHL is awarding the Campbell Bowl to the winner of Vegas, Montreal, and I'm sure we're going to talk about them in a moment. Yeah, next segment. Yeah, Wales to the Tampa Islander winner. All right, I, mean, I guess. Either of those, but. Well, you know me, man. I have always said I would love to see the conferences go away when the playoffs kick in and go one versus 16. It would be the most amazing tournament. They did that eons ago, Steve, when we were young. And, you know, I mean, God only knows a first-round like first matchup. I'd say you see Vegas and Flurry go against the Penguins. The reason they stopped doing it was travel and the media. And the bottom line is they all have charters now. I think it would be awesome. I know it will never happen. But there's your answer, Stevie. 
we sat there and said, what banners would these semifinal winners hang? Well, at least they're going to get the conference trophies, which is something, I guess. I don't know. Do you, do you yeah. think the teams ask the NHL for that? So No. They, they don't even want to go within 30 feet of it. It's like radioactive. No, no, I mean the banners. I mean the banner part. So so they they could whoever wins could have that. Ba- and then they don't have to worry about, you know, what the banner says. Well, we'll figure the banner easier. thing out anyway. But at least it's good to know. Good update, Steve, on the Campbell Bowl. <laughs> All yeah. right. We're going we're gonna to get into the Golden Knights. Let's see if Shea Weber touches it or if Mark Stone goes near it. All right. So Listen, what we're going to do. Well, we got to take a break. Oh, you're going to take a break. Okay. Yeah, I got to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the Golden Knights and the Canadians tonight. And there's a pretty funny development from the morning skate. And we'll give you that information when we come back. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, our buddy Steve Carp from Vegas is our guest. Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius 204. Back to Vegas in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with you here, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Our guest is Steve Carp. Does great work for Sinbin.Vegas. So here's the deal. For game four, down 2-1, Pete DeBoer goes to Robin Leonard, who plays an incredible game. Vegas gets a late goal, wins it in overtime. They come back home. There's the old, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, ride the hot hand, do you come right back with Leonard? Stevie thinks Flurry's the call. No, 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 I would go with Flurry. I don't know what DeBoer's going to uh, do. No, I know. I, I, I just can't read DeBoer. What did I say? I, you, well, you, I just said. You said. I said Stevie thinks yeah, Flurry should yeah, be the guy. Yeah, that, yeah. Do your headphones work? No, no, they they work, I, I, but I, 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 okay. I, I messed up. <laughs> um, I, I was mean, saying what you want. I, I, Craig I, I, Button. I up at TSN, who's a really sharp guy, he thinks that DeBoer should go back to Flurry. It's a wonderful debate. I think maybe Leonard could be in Montreal's head a little bit. I say you ride the wave with Leonard, and if fatigue was indeed a thing for Flurry, whatever, he's going to play a lot here the rest of the way if they advance. But at the morning skate, so the debate is out there. At the morning skate, Logan Tom. Thomas, the third uh, string goalie, is the first guy off the ice, right? <laughs> but then, all of a sudden, Leonard tweets out. Leonard tweets out, I told Logan to go off first, 
But then you said he screamed to Flurry to go off the ice, in right. front, which usually the first guy off is the guy that starts. But then Leonard stayed out and worked with the Black Aces and guys that aren't probably going to play. Correct. So this is really, we have really no up in the air. Absolutely. But Leonard is having a good old time with this on Twitter. Yes. And I love the fact that DeBoer and most of the teams say, we don't listen to the outside noise. Yeah. And Robin Leonard goes to the ring two hours early to see what they're saying about him on Twitter, yeah. and he can't get to the locker room fast enough, Steve Carp, to talk about it on Twitter. Well, fortunately for him, he should read uh, at his house before he leaves to the ring tonight. So he'll have plenty of time to uh, see what everybody's saying about him on Twitter. Uh I, it's a tough honestly, one. I, I, I say sure. Leonard. I, I think I think Flurry is the guy, but I wouldn't bet my house on it. Okay, I think they're pulling a big prank here. The board's fine with it. As long as everyone's being kept guessing and kept in the dark, especially the team in white, I would think that uh, he's cool with any shenanigans that his goalies may have uh, Concocted. Oh, by the way, however it shakes out, and if DeBoer's being a mad scientist, so be it. But Fleury played exceptionally well in Game 3. He just made a bonehead move behind the net that led to the tying goal. He basically handed Montreal a goal. But throughout the course of that game, Fleury had been spectacular. He's played better than... He's, he's been more... Positive and negative, I guess, is the way to describe it. Uh, to me, there's nothing even bigger, though, than the goaltender, and that's unusual because usually whoever's in net is the biggest decision a coach will make in preparing for a game. But it looks as though Chandler Stevenson, who got hurt in game one and has missed the last three, is back in tonight for game five. He skated with the team. He did his thing, and he wasn't out there with the black aces, and he wasn't out there in a restricted color sweater and no contact jersey. I believe if he's back in, that is really big because it stabilizes the entire lineup, and maybe finally it gets Pacioretty and stone going. You know, Philippe Daniel's been a, a real thorn in that uh, Lions uh, side. And uh, it's, it's going to be important for them to start contributing as well as their misfit line of Carlson, Smith, and Marchessault. Well, Alan. the bottom line is, the bottom line is Vegas is getting all their goals from the blue line. And, you know, that's a perilous way to play this deep in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But here's the thing. You're right about if Stevenson comes back and he opens up the middle of the ice and creates space. Pacioretty made a real nice play, jumping on the ice in overtime with fresh legs against a tired group. That was the first Max Pacioretty sighting in the series, Steve. I mean, he's playing against his old mates. I mean, he has got to be way more prevalent in this series, as does Stone. And if Stevenson is the guy that gets them going, so be it. But if they get going, watch out. I think Vegas could be sitting on a big game tonight. And I'm not I'm not discounting how hard Montreal's playing. I just think 
Vegas could be a powder keg tonight. Stevenson changes the dynamic for Vegas. All right? He gives them speed. He helps them kill penalties. He, he just gives stability. In other words, Tuck goes back to the third line play. He has third or fourth line players. He's going to be more effective. And maybe Pacioretty and Stone wake up playing with Stevenson. You know, you talked about Pacioretty on the, the Nick Waugh goal. He wasn't making a, taking a regular shift. Waugh was still out there. So Pacioretty just happened to be on the ice at the time and did make a good play to help, you know, create the, the game winner in overtime. But in terms of regular shifts, he and Stone have got to play better. They've got to start contributing offensively if they want to put this thing away. And I think Stevenson will help him do that, Steve, for all the reasons that you guys have said. His speed creates space for uh, Stone and Pacioretty. And the last time we saw him was game one of this series. And in game one, in my opinion, the Knights played their best game. They went north-south. They were heavy on the forecheck. They cycled the puck. They went to the net. There was a net front presence, and guys took the puck to the net in game one, and we haven't seen that since. I would agree. They they are a better team with Chandler Stevenson than without him. And so if he's in the lineup tonight, and, and we'll know around 5.30 when they take warm-ups, and if you're betting the game and you like Vegas, you better jump on it early because if Stevenson is on the ice, I'm assuming the price of poker goes up with the Golden Knights, doesn't it, Brian? Well, I don't know that Stevenson, I mean, the number's already so inflated now, minus 250. The thing I would say for Vegas, and I think they can be stubborn to a fault, but look how they got back in the game, and look at the shift that won the game. They have to be very cautious to not overplay their hand and try to impress the home fans. From the get-go to me, Steve, I think if Vegas dumps the puck in and plays a simple game, and gets the lead, that's when the transition and the odd man rushes will come. The problem Vegas gets in is when they try to get too fancy out of the gate, and then Montreal hits them with a counterpunch. Yeah. Well, the Canadians are not changing their game. They're going to play the heavy game. They're going to wait for their opportunities. They're going to try to block shots, clog the neutral zone, hope that Carey Price is on his game and not turn it over in their end. So it's on Vegas to kind of tilt the ice, if you will. And I think you're right. I think having Chandler Stevenson back in allows them a better chance of doing that. Let's talk about the other side of the coin, though. This Montreal team's played, I think, the rub for them. And every game is a snowflake. But I don't think they could have played a better game than they played in game four and they came up short, and that happens. But it's almost like a, a real big squandered opportunity. How they react tonight will be interesting. Well, again, you look at the goals that have, was, have been scored. You know, the defense has scored the majority of the Vegas goals. Okay? So is that all on Harry Price? Eh, maybe. But I think more to the fact that the Canadian foes have to do a better job of finding their people and not letting guys like Martinez 
or Braden McNabb cheat in to where they're left wide open, and now you've got Price at a disadvantage. It's one thing for Petrangelo or Shea Theodore to create their own space with their skating and stick handling. It's, it's another thing for Braden McNabb to just kind of saunter in by himself. Nobody picks him up, and then he gets a clean look, and he's able to put it past Price. So I think the Canadians do have a couple things they can shore up. I don't know that Deschamps' absence has really hurt them. You know, they've won without him. They've lost without him. I, I just think they have to uh, tighten a couple things up and maybe bury their chances, kind of like what we talked about with Vegas. Uh, Montreal has guys who can score. They need to score. There you go. Steve Carp, Vegas. He'll join us Friday out at Sunset Station on Vegas Hockey Island. Enjoy the game tonight, Steve. Thanks for joining us. Uh, check out his work at Vegas. Brian Blessing, Steve Slapshot. We've got the NBA playoffs, the Euro Championships. Golf, we got the Travelers Championship this week. A lot of opportunities on the betting board. We got a long way to go. We got Scott Farrell coming up at 4 Eastern on the network. But we've got great information coming your way next, and we invite you to keep it right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm just enjoying the song. Yeah. Good song choice. Brian Blessing, Steve C. Slapshot. It is Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, you know, it's making big news, national news. Carl Nassib from the Raiders, back in Pennsylvania, came out, put a video out, saying he's gay. And it's like a big deal. And I guess it is a big deal. The thing to me is, why does it have to be such a big deal? I mean, it's 2021. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I give the guy full marks. God bless him. Live your life. Do what you're going to do. He's making a big charitable, charitable donation. Hats off to the guy. And you, know, you want to make a big deal out of it. And to me, it's like, we're making a big deal out of something that should not be a big deal in this day and age. I mean, I don't know, Stevie. I wake up every day. I, uh, life is not, is can be ups and downs, but life to me is not that difficult. You wake up in the morning, you be nice to other people, you hope they're nice back to you, and you live your life. And I hope he has a wonderful life. God bless him. The, the courage, I guess, it took to come out to do. I mean, well, okay, it did. But I guess the point is, why does he have to do this? Or maybe he wanted to for for. For reasons, in, in I know. I, I know. I, he I, I guess now, the point is, announced that shouldn't it just be people live their life and then well, <laughs> it's that's, nobody's business? That's, and that's the way I feel. I mean, 
I have gay and lesbian friends. I don't when I look at them or talk to them, I don't think about them being gay or lesbian. Good, good for him. God bless him I, again, and, and love the fact he's doing the charitable work. And I guess a good football player. Sign yeah, a nice yeah. big deal. Yeah, yeah. Go out and play football, man. No, that's that's all the Raiders want him to do. They they don't care. So let's go to the hoops tonight. What do you think of this NBA now? I mean, what a gong show this has turned into. I, I, I don't know what to think of this NBA now. It's tough for me to get a read. I, I, I told you how much I like Milwaukee going into this, and Milwaukee has advanced, but I, they're not playing like I thought they would play, so I, I don't know. And then, you know, Chris Paul, by the way, out again tonight. I thought that would greatly affect Phoenix. We'll see uh, Leonard... Uh, also still out for the Clippers and uh, and Morris. Officially questionable. I think Morris will play for the Clippers tonight. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I didn't think the Clippers would get this far. I, I don't know what to make of the NBA. So that number had gone up to Phoenix minus six. Down to four and a half. I guess with the Paul news. Uh, the total on the game is two, twenty-two and a half, two twenty-three. I'm interested to see how the Clippers play tonight. I think they threw a big shot at Phoenix, and Phoenix was kind of coming off the shelf. I wonder if the air's out of the balloon a little bit for the Clippers. You know what? I at plus six, that's what it opened, right? I, I would have taken the Clippers. I, I don't. I do not like being with the public. So now I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to go either way on this. I. I, but I have a feeling the Clippers show up tonight and 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 give Phoenix a, a, a good effort here. I, I I I can't pick a winner. I don't know, but I, but I think the Clippers are going to give Phoenix a, a good game. I'm on Phoenix. Okay. I, I mean, I I had Phoenix in Game One, and to a degree ended up fortunate the way it ended because the Clippers had come all the way back to cut it to two with 20 seconds to go. I just I have this feeling they put a lot of energy into that, and Phoenix has a lot more in the tank. Again, I I would agree with you, except that the Clippers again have gotten this far, and I didn't see them getting this far. I, I, Phoenix is the better team uh, to me, but I uh, I can't discount the Clippers now because they've gotten farther than I thought they would. So we give them full marks for what Paul George did. But again, that Leonard thing again. It's you know, yeah. at some point you adapt and you find a way and you make a push and you get a little adrenaline boost or whatever. But at some point, his absence—you would got to hit him like a medicine ball. You, you would think. You would think. And 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 by the way, Abak has been out the whole time too. I I again, I uh, it's tough for me because for all the reasons you just said, I think Phoenix wins here. But again, the, I I feel like I'm discounting the Clippers too much, because again they're here, and I didn't think they'd be here, so I'm missing something with them. Well, it's been that kind of postseason in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. It's been insane. Now the Atlanta Milwaukee series gets going tomorrow. Milwaukee in Game One, a seven point favorite. Total on the game two twenty six and a half, two twenty seven. Usually I like. First game's a series before they know each other. I kind of like them to go up and down the court. I got a weird feeling Milwaukee 
really steps it up on the defensive side in this series and really goes out of their way doing their best. And I think Giannis, you know, you've got the shot-blocking presence. Out of the gate, I'm kind of thinking of going against the grain a little bit for me personally and thinking that might be lower scoring tomorrow night. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, we saw Milwaukee play really good defensively at home against Brooklyn. So they're home here. Um, I think if I do anything, it would uh, it would be the under. And since it's the under, I think I take Atlanta plus the seven and a half. A lower scoring game, Atlanta's going to be you know right around that number. When do you get to work on football? I mean, there's so much on the plate right now. Yeah. But the college football Wednesday, Kenny White's going to join us. Has his college football power ratings magazine that's out and available, and. We'll talk power ratings with Kenny White on Wednesday. I think will be a fun conversation. That would be great. But, but you have all these guys who are going to be coming out of the transfer portal. You're going to have sixth-year seniors. Getting the information for college football is going to be nuts. And Mark Lawrence will join us tomorrow, and we'll start our college conference previews as well. But getting getting the information for college football to be ready to rock and roll out of the gate, so much more difficult than the NFL. Really, really tough. It's really tough, Brian, to figure out what these teams are going to be. Now, you know, the, the, the teams that are, you know, your Alabamas and your Clemsons, you know, the, we know what they are. But the teams just below that and, and the rest of the teams in college football, I have no idea what they're going to look like. This is a season like none other. The, the, unfortunately, you know, the the, the the uh, COVID situation has really scrambled uh, college football teams and, and, and their makeup and what they're going to be going into this season. It's going to be so unique to try to figure out what coaches are going to do stylistically, pace of play, things of that nature. But again, when you're going to have this veteran leadership and older guys that are playing and then this transfer portal where some big-name guys are going to be falling in somebody's lap. I think you could be sitting on, I don't know if Cinderella is the word, but I think three or four or maybe even five really surprise teams. I don't know that you would say that they're coming out of nowhere, but like you're going to go, whoa, look at these guys. Are they overachieving? And then you're three, four weeks into the season and say, are they overachieving or is this really who these guys are? I, I think surprising to their own coaches as well. I think there's going to be coaches out there that aren't really sure what they have in the first couple of games, and, and they're going to throw guys out there and give them a look and then go from there. I, I think some of these teams will, actually, will surprise their own coaches. Usually college football, I think it takes a good three weeks like the NFL, after a couple of weeks, we have a running head start. We know what we're dealing with. Injuries in training camp and some of the things you have to take into account. But college football, I think the first couple of weeks are really a crapshoot. But when we say sometimes it takes three weeks to say, okay, I'm kind of comfortable, because you play the non-conference games, then you jump into conference play. I think college football this year, Steve, it may take four or five weeks to really say, yeah, I like these guys. They're the real McCoy. Or, yeah, I don't know, man. These guys are phony. I think I think the 
the getting a read on teams bleeds it out a little longer than we're accustomed to. I, I agree with that, Brian, because I, again, I, I think so many of these teams, in fact, I would say the vast majority of these teams don't really know what they have. They've, they've, they have brought in these guys who didn't play a lot last year and, and, and didn't get in off-season workouts. And they know they're good players, but they don't know exactly how they fit into the, the team they're on now, how, how you use them. By the way, I, I met Kenny. When I first moved to town, end of 89, I met Kenny White. He was working over at the Stardust at the time. There is not a, a man with more knowledge in this town than Kenny White. Listen, listen to him. Come, Wednesday, you said? Wednesday, yeah. And we're going to be doing some things. He's got KennyWhiteSports.com. Uh, going to be doing a lot of cool things with Kenny. But, I mean, this was the guy who, you know, ran the firm that put out the opening number in Las Vegas for many years. So from both sides of the counter. But the unique thing, I mean, he worked so hard to have power ratings on individual guys. I mean, the long snapper. It could be the second or third string left guard. If you're doing all that work, why not put it on pen and paper and make a magazine out of it? So the magazine's coming out, which is good stuff. But we're so fortunate to have guys like Kenny White and Mark Lawrence. So we're really going to be, starting tomorrow, starting to do the deep dive because football will be here in the blink of an eye. Yeah. Oh, it's right around the corner, Brian. It's right around the corner. I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to a regular, regular season. On the baseball front, got a game going on this morning, and the Reds, well, this morning for us here in right, Vegas. Right, right. The Reds up 4-2 on the Twins. That's in the bottom of the sixth. Be watching the baseball and looking for the streaks. You got the Rays doing the Thelma and Louise. They've lost six in a row, Stevie. The White Sox have lost four in a row. Here come the Twins. They've won five in a row. You got to watch those streaks in baseball. Yeah, Boston's playing well. Uh, Oakland and San Francisco. Uh, although Houston has, has gone on uh, a bit of a streak, and they have caught Oakland now. They may have passed them. They may be a game or a half game up on Oakland now. It's been an odd baseball season. Fun, but odd. Yeah, they're, they're a bunch of haves and have-nots. I, I thought St. Louis would be a, a, a good club this year, picking up um, Arenado from, from Colorado, and St. Louis has not been all that. They've got pitching problems. Oh, by the way, here come the Padres again. Yeah, yeah. Five-game winning streak. That National League West, Giants on top, Dodgers two back, Padres four and a half out. And I can see the Padres making a big push, too. All right, that, that, that's going to be a three-team race that's going to go down to the wire. Uh, they're, Dodgers getting some guys back. I'll tell you about that after the break. All right, Stevie, does Yeoman's work on the injury report? His notepad looks pretty full to me. So we've got the injury news and notes coming your way next from Las Vegas on Sportsbook Radio right here on Sirius 204 and the Sports Grid Radio Network. And another hour still to come. Bruce Marshall joins us next hour. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
All right, we're going to wrap hour number one with the injury report. By the way, later tonight, 8 Eastern, I'm going to be on with Gabe Morency and Cam Stewart. And we'll take you up to face-off for the Golden Knights game. Hello. i got to get seatbelts at home. Anyway, time for the injury report. What do you got, Stevie? Well, let's start with the NHL in the game tonight. For Montreal, Jake Evans with a concussion. Oh, oh, what? I hurt my thing. Unfortunately, we'll miss his eighth straight game tonight against uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. And for those Vegas Golden Knights, Chandler Stevenson also with a concussion. Head coach Pete DeBoer said he is a game-time decision tonight, although Stevenson was not wearing a non-contact jersey and skated with the regulars. Looks like he'll be in, but again, DeBoer said game-time decision. In Major League Baseball for the Dodgers, Cody Bellinger hamstring. Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and be until you pissed blood? He will return to the lineup tomorrow, and his teammate Max Muncie with an oblique. will return to the lineup tonight against the Padres. In a game going on right now for Cincinnati, Joey Votto. I'm still alive, but I'm very badly injured. If serving a one-game suspension, he was ejected on Sunday over a check swing strikeout out today against Minnesota. And for the Minnesota Twins, John Donaldson with a calf. Sitting out his fifth straight game. In the NBA, for Phoenix, Chris Paul, COVID protocols. Oh, God, I hurt a little, but I'm all right. Out tonight against the Clippers, and for those Clippers, uh, Kawhi Leonard knee is out tonight, and Marcus Morris also a knee, officially questionable. I'm leaning probable with Morris tonight. Very comprehensive injury report from our dear friend Stevie Slapshot. Follow me at Brian Blessing. Follow him on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet will be our guest in hour number two, which is always great fun. Taking a short break and coming right back to Vegas. Ah, ah, what? I hurt my finger. 